What does God really think about you? Do you think you've made so many mistakes that he must hate you by now? Has the pain, shame, and guilt of your past held you in captivity and left you wondering if there's any hope left for you? Maybe you're one of those who've been so hurt by church leaders and church people that you have all but given up on God. Well, I'm here to tell you that today is turnaround time. This is where we draw a line in the sand and tell the enemy it's this far and no more. This is the Sounds of Surviving Overcomers Overcome podcast. So, so, and I'm your host, Melinda Brown. Forgiveness says you are given another chance to make a new beginning. There is no love without forgiveness, and there is no forgiveness without love. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Okay, guys, so this is part two of my conversation that I had with my oldest daughter, Ashley. So I just want you to listen to part one if you haven't already, because part two is not going to make any sense if you don't. I'm not going to make this introduction long. If you want to know the backstory, listen to part one. All right, so here is part two with my conversation with my sunshine, Ashley May Vega. To this day, it is 2021. I have not heard back from him. I've never got a response. That broke something in me. And, you know, it's funny. We all want to, like, sing about being an overcomer. Mm -hmm. But you can't be an overcomer without something to overcome. Yes. You, the Lord knew we would have things we would need to overcome. And um, that's why he says, you're not just an overcomer. You're more than that. Right. Like you're not just going to overcome. This is going to actually propel you into a greater depth of who you're meant to be. And you're going to be so much greater and bigger and stronger. And, and there's going to be so much life that comes out of what feels like death, you know? And, um, I spent years, years just being so mad. I went on, you know, my life went on. I got married. I joined the Navy. Um, I went and I learned another language in California. Um, Went to Hawaii and I've been here ever since. But um, I used to spend years thinking about, okay, when I go back, like, because we would come back and visit you know? Um, and I, I would think to myself, like if I run into him at the mall or if I saw him somewhere, like, what would I say? And how would I feel? And I thought I had this thought every time we came home and, um, in the beginning, those thoughts were like, well, and I would go through the scenarios, you know, I would think, well, 
it basically, I would try to come up with what would hurt him the most. Yeah. Would it hurt, would it hurt him more if I said something or would it hurt him more if I said nothing? Mm. Would it hurt him more if I just looked at him and walked away? Or would it hurt him more if I told him what I think of him? Like, would it hurt him more if I looked happy or would it hurt him more if I looked sad? And I, that's what I used to think about was what, what could I do to make myself feel better seeing somebody who I desperately, I more than anything wanted his love. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I can relate, but nothing in me wanted to do wanted to reconcile. Like I want to be reconciled, but nothing in me wanted to do the reconciling. Does that make sense? Yes. So, um, so you're going to get a puppy. Oh, uh, there's the baby. Um, adopted a puppy named baby. Yes. But, um, so I remember I just spent basically years forgiving him. And every time I remember just setting out myself on this journey of I'm going to forgive him. And every time I would think about what would I think or what would I say when I saw him based on my response, I would know whether or not I was really like healed from this thing. And so I spent a lot of time like, okay, I've forgiven him, but I'm, I'm clearly still not, um, there's still something here. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, eventually came to a point where I really, I really forgave him and I got delivered of this anger and abandonment that I had had to overcome. Um, and now to the point where now, if I saw him, I think my heart would just go out for him. I would just love him. Mm -hmm. I would just want to hug him Mm -hmm. and tell him that. There's nothing he could do to separate himself from the love of God. Come on. And to tell him that there's nothing he could do to make God love him more. Yeah. And that I'm not mad at him. Yeah. I don't need to think that, you know, I don't know what he thinks to himself, but I just feel like this is a man who doesn't know who he is. This is a man who doesn't know how loved he is. There's no way. Because if he knew, it would be different. You know, like there would, there would be the heart. I would, I would see the heart of the father through it, right? Yes. And the heart of the father is reconciliation. Okay. And um, so I, when I really was able to overcome, when I was really able to forgive, it changed my whole it changed really my whole life, my marriage, my mindset towards him. I felt freedom. Like I feel so free. Yeah. From that. Like, I, you know, like I'm like, this is not a problem for me anymore. Like, what do you, I, I feel more so like, what do you need and what can I do for you? Yeah. And that's how I, that's more how I feel towards him now is just this great amount of empathy and and love and compassion that I feel towards him. Um, even though we haven't spoken since, I don't know, 2011 or so. Yeah. So it's been over 10 years. So, um, wow. yeah, I, that is the meat and potatoes really of my story 
with my stepdad. So you don't know where it switched, but somewhere along the way in your pursuit of forgiveness, in your process, how did, were there any specific steps you can think of things that you were doing or patterns of thinking that you had that you think may have now looking back helped and contributed to actually like that day where you realized you had forgiven, even though you can't really pinpoint when that happened, what were Mm -hmm. you doing while you were Um, in the process? Well, one, I was just pursuing the Lord. Yeah. Like for my life, just for me personally. Yes. Come on now. And, um, it might, to someone, it could seem over simple or oversimplified, but that that in itself is actually a lot deeper than you can explain in words, right? Absolutely. The Lord just allowing Him to transform my mind, mm-hmm. um, translated to a transformed heart, which translates to a transformed life. Amen. And so, allowing the Lord to do that in me and say, okay. At some point, I can't just be mad at him. Um, give, show me some, I must be missing a piece. Show me how you think about him. And, and I started praying for him. Mm, and, yeah. um, when I started doing that, the, I was able to get a perspective, which was the father's that I did not have. I had mine. And mine was valid, but it wasn't helpful, Uh, right? My perspective was valid, but it did me no good. My perspective was valid, but it held me in bondage. And so I didn't want to hold on to it anymore. And I, this was a process that I can, I had to choose every day, like every day or every time it came up, I had to choose to keep a kingdom mindset and ask the Holy spirit for his thoughts towards him. Um, because once I really have a revelation of God's thoughts, it, mine can't help but change, you know, because it's like, it's more than just his thoughts. You get like the whole shebang. It's <laughs> so natural. Yeah. Um, Cause he's so for me, your mind. Yeah. It, 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 that was key. your heart change. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was key. And, and to the point, even where, when I would think about going home, right. Like I get like the little bit of anxiety, like, what if I see him or like, what if, you know? Um, and that totally, it, when it would come up, I would go through the thoughts of myself and be like, okay, no, I'm not. I don't actually want to say anything hurtful. I actually don't want him to hurt. I actually don't want to continue this cycle of pain. Like, I don't actually want that. Like, this is my, that's something coming up, but my deep desire is not that. So let me align my thought life with what I actually believe and not allow my thoughts to control what I believe, you know, but being ran from my belief system instead of my thoughts. And so, um, I practiced that until we, you know, time goes by, we don't take a trip every month. Right. It was like every other year for a while and then every year. And, um, until we went up to take a trip to Connecticut and I was just like, 
yeah, I just ought to love him. Mm. My heart just breaks for you. You know, my, mm. and as, as like almost arrogant as it can sound, like, I don't, I don't even mean it in that kind of way. I mean it in a way of like, your heart has to be broken. My heart is broken. And the truth is that I know you love me. So even though if your actions don't show that you love me, I know somewhere you're not okay mm. with this. Like I know somewhere there's a part of you that's still missing. Um, Come on. Yes, it's true. And for that, my heart breaks. Yeah. You know, I don't, no longer do I deny my significance mm. in his life. I understand that I'm very significant. Yes, you are. Come on. And not just in general, I am, but, um, <laughs> but that our relationship was real. It was real. Mm -hmm. And um, so I know, I don't believe the lie anymore that he's just doing okay. And that this is not, doesn't tear him up the way it tears me up. And that was something that enemy used to do is be like, well, you're the only one in pain because he obviously doesn't care. Mm. And I was like, you know, I don't know what's going on in his life, but for something to prevent him from speaking to me, it has to be real for him. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what he's going through. I don't know the pain that he's suffering. I don't know what it was like for him to go through a divorce with you. Like, I don't know what it was like for him to leave this family and go into the next with small kids again. Like, I don't know what any of that was like for him. I don't know if he felt like this is what I have to do to move forward. Like, I just don't know. Um, but what I do know is that I, I was significant and that I mattered and that, um, not his actions don't validate or invalidate me. That's right. So that's good. Yeah. That's true in any forgiveness situation that the other person doesn't have to give you forgiveness or, you know, doesn't have to ask for forgiveness and in order for you to give it. Yeah. They don't even have to be sorry mm -hmm. for you to give it. And that ultimately, I mean, we could be talking to someone who you could be talking to someone who doesn't know God and doesn't know about um, our forgiveness and how much we've yeah. been forgiven and what the Bible says. But they know deep inside they have a conscience that God has given them, regardless of their belief system that says, look. There's something that doesn't feel right about unforgiveness. And there's a release that comes when I do forgive. And yeah. it, frees and it doesn't necessarily come right away. No, <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I think that that is a lie that is perpetuated often. Yeah. Um, not just not just in the church, I think in society, because I think society even has as really catching on to a lot of biblical things, just separating them from the Lord. Yep. Um, and, but people are really, there's this cry right now, right. For the needs of the soul and your spirit to be met. Mm -hmm. And um, to a point where now it's cool to be spiritual. Right. But really people are crying mm -hmm. out for this need, you know, it's a need they're built this way. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think it's a, it's a lie that is perpetuated that once you forgive, 
instantly you're going to feel better. And, and that is true. Like uh, there's a, a part of that that's true an aspect of it. That is okay. I get, because you release, even if you don't feel it in the moment, there is a weight taken off of you. Like there is a yeah. spiritual principle here at play, right? Like that forgiveness and like pain leaves people's bodies. The moment they decide to forgive mm-hmm. suddenly back problems are healed all the time because someone just chooses to forgive. Yes. Um, so, you know, I'm, I, don't hear what I'm not saying, but what I am saying is that forgiveness in itself doesn't necessarily just make you feel better, right? Your emotions don't just necessarily change right away there. You are changed, but now you have to, you have to choose to walk in forgiveness. Now you choose to forgive and then daily you have to continually choose to walk in that forgiveness and say, no, I'm not going back. And then the more you walk in that forgiveness, um, I believe that we reach a point where we've practiced it so much that now it's, there's not like, I can't, I'm not going back. You know, um, we provide God the opportunity to give us a revelation that changes our life. Once I choose to step into forgiveness by faith, now I've provided an opportunity for the Lord to really come in and mend this whole part of my heart. Mm. And the reality is sometimes that a lot of times, actually, it doesn't just happen in, in an instance, you know? So, yeah. That's really good, Ash. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's interesting. I will side note that with no doubt that Bill loves you. And it's funny. I literally, I just got a message last night from Garrett that just said, I love you. Oh, yeah. I love that kid. And I said, I love you too. He does. Um, And I've been blessed in that. I mean, God said to do this as if nobody else is listening. So prayerfully and trusting that the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. Um, I've just been so blessed that I've got two of my three step kids that will still to this day, you know, um, Mm -hmm. say, I love you. And if I see them in the grocery store or whatever, um, give hugs. Garrett has been wanting to get together for coffee. We just haven't, you know jived Mm -hmm. up our schedules. Um, But that said, the beautiful thing about forgiveness is the restoration of relationship. And there's some, there's something beautiful about that because it was, it was that heart that God had when he sent Jesus to begin with, when he sent us a savior, because it was all to restore our relationship to God. And because he, he not only cared so much about relationship and intimacy with us personally, he, he came as into humanity as a man, yeah. God, the creator of everything, all the stars and the moon and the sun and the earth and the planets, the galaxies, he like gave it all up, gave it all up. Mm-hmm. And he came down as a man and he walked on this earth and he talked on this earth and he, he felt like we do he bled like we do he cried like we do he just was without sin he was perfect Mm -hmm. and he was the perfect solution to every problem in humanity let me hear the sound of your voice and i will leave it all behind let me hear the sound of your voice and i'll come running Something in the sound of your voice that speaks to it.